Great, great morning, everybody. Great, great morning. Caleb, how you doing? I'm doing great, Coop. To steal your word, uh, I'm doing great. I was like, please say great, Caleb. Please, please, please say great. You were putting out the vibes, and I picked them up. Love it, love it, love it, love it. How's your week been? Um, Crazy. Everything wants to go wrong, and I'm I'm bailing water, plugging holes. Man, what's, but, what's been going wrong, bro? Um, it's kind of like the law of averages. The more mm. the more things you have up in the air, the greater chance that a couple of them are going to fall. Oh yeah, for so, sure. And none of them are major to me, right? It's just things in my life I got to handle. Yeah, for sure. Also, I painted an entire like apartment over thanksgiving that was fun like a legit apartment a duplex apartment got it like both sides or just one just one thank god is it is it one is it one of the ones you own yes got it um had some tenants move out that i inherited they're pretty messy whole place kind of just needs needs a lot of spit shine so i'm doing my best taz manian devil impersonation trying to shine her up and maintain my other responsibilities at the same time i love it what's going on with you tenants that i inherited (laughs) well the big big thing about buying like smaller rental properties is a lot of times you don't like that's a big thing is if you don't get to pick your tenant um you're inheriting someone that you don't really know anything about um so sometimes you get some rotten rotten apples or bad apples, excuse me. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Um, Super nice people, just dirty. Yeah, for sure. I mean, nothing wrong with that. Nothing no, wrong with I, that. I'm did not the cleanest guy in the world either. But did they pay? Uh, did they pay rent on time? They, um, most of the time. Hey, can't complain. Right. Can't complain. There's space. Um, yeah. Um, okay. So uh, for me, before we get started. Uh, I got a nice little text uh, from a listener. So you remember last week we were talking about um, there was a saying about like if you you were talking about your schedule last week and how we got so many things and like there was a saying. Yeah, there was a saying that we couldn't figure out something about the devil or whatever, like if you have empty space. Um, So someone messaged me and said, uh, where was it? Idle hands. Uh, are the devil's workshop. And she says, that's the same. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to Google it right now. Love it. Are the devil's playthings? Are the devil's workshop? Yep. Work. I see multiple, uh, multiple variations, but she, she ain't, she ain't lying. Like, see, that's a that's a that's a typical Caleb. I, I just want people to just realize what just happened here. So, me being again, I'm high energy, like high, like big picture, and like I don't care too much about the details. I just took her word for it. Like, yep, you know, that's that's the same Caleb. But my partner, the more detailed guy, I'm gonna look it up. <laughs> It just didn't quite like. I know <laughs> I've heard it before, but I yeah. hadn't heard anybody use work like the workshop. Like, mm. um, but they all mean the same thing. 
got it. She's gonna hear that. She might. She might hear. She might call you out. Just let me. Hey, that's call outs are call outs are it's usually well deserved. It's all good. It's all good. All right. Uh, but no, for me, um, yeah, what's going on? Bad. Not too bad, man. Um, I follow Brandon Turner. Um, I get these little text text messages from him. Yeah, I do too. Um, actually. And uh, he had one, I think, a couple weeks ago. Maybe it was last week. But he talked about how to manage time. And uh, he talked about like setting, you know, what are your five to ten year goals, and then just work your way backwards. Like, okay, what does that look like in three years? Okay, and then like, what does your one year need to look like to be on track to hit that three or five year goal? And then he said, okay, then break that one year down into months or quarters, and then on a weekly basis. You need to track your time and making sure you're getting those things that are going towards your big goal done first. And he and he was he was just like, and at the end of the day, it's time management. You just need to understand that you're not going to get everything done. Um. So I started. I've been starting to do that a little bit. Like, it, you have all these ideas in your head, right? And so, like, I just started timing myself with everything that I that I do. Like, okay, this should take this, that, the other thing. Um, just getting really clear on goals, like where we're at, what do I need to do during this week, and understand that I'm not going to get everything done. I, like I think for me, well, I know for me, like I just love to get everything done. Like, nope, I'm gonna get it all done. Mm. That causes so much anxiety. Like literally, I'm here like Sunday nights, like oh my god, like all this big list done, this that, the other thing. So like, I put that into practice like this last weekend. I'll be honest, this was like one of the first Mondays in a long time I didn't feel um, so overwhelmed. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, it, it it really was, man. I was like, man, you know, but but again, it goes back like it goes back, you know, and I, and I think I've, I don't know, I, I need to be a little bit better about this. I've gotten a little lazy, but like just tracking my time with everything that I do, like it's so easy when you're supposed to be on a task, like let's say you're at work or you're with the family, how many other things are you trying to get done in that same time? Formerly known right? as Totally agree. You know, and so I was just like, okay, I'm gonna just dedicate this time to this, get this done, put it, put a cap on it, 15, 20 minutes. Okay, move on to the next thing. Um so it was good. It was good. Um that was good. Uh the store's coming along, bro. I, I really feel uh this next month's gonna be a big month for us. Uh, December is when we're gonna be getting all our equipment. And, You're just gonna really um, see all those changes. Oh yeah, the changes are definitely gonna come. So uh, I'm excited, nervous. I want to cry. Uh, <laughs> jump for joy. All, all the emotions, you know, all, all the emotions when you're when you're when you're starting something new for the first time. So, uh, but yeah, man, family's good. Um, kids are good. Can't complain. Life's doing good. Um, yeah, bro. Can't complain. What you said about time and stuff and everything reminded me of traction. Oh, yeah. Um, and then our friend, Esley, I can't remember. Did he talk about some quadrant or maybe it was C- our buddy CJ? I think it was CJ. Um, what was it like? The if urgent and important. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Like urgent, but not important. Important. But not urgent, and then not important and not urgent. 
or something right. like that. It was right. something like that. Yeah, it's, so, yeah. I, I similarly had a day like that today where I was feeling a little overwhelmed, and I just had to like, I just had to write write a bunch of stuff down just just so I would stop thinking on it. So, but to your point, time yeah always can be more efficient. I'm definitely lazy with it too. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. Um. Okay. So. <clears throat> This month, we read So Good They Can't Ignore You, Why Skills Trump Passion in the Quest for Work You Love by Cal Newport. Um, I thought this was a great book. Um, I think this is definitely a book, if, if you're someone that listens to this podcast and you you hear all the guests we bring on, um, you know we got we got a good I think we got a good mix, Caleb of like entrepreneurs. We got like people that are got a side hustle, people that are, you know, got the real estate on the side or full term real estate. Um, it, it's it's something different every week. It's something different different every week. Uh, but if you're someone that is looking for like something you love, or or something you want to do, like you're not happy at your job. This is definitely a book you need to read and pick up. Um, it basically says that uh, not to pursue your passion, basically. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you know me, Caleb, I always love books that have a message that I know is going to rub people the wrong way. Um, and this definitely was it was one of the books. When I heard that line right away, I was like, oh. Oh yeah, I'm definitely gonna love this book. I'm definitely gonna love this because uh, he's definitely saying a, a message that you don't really hear. Um, and so for me, <clears throat> before we get into our couple of points, um, again, this is why Caleb and I we have such a great relationship because we literally talked a little bit. Um, yesterday we talked a little bit about the book and what I took out of it was completely different than what Caleb got out of it. Um, which I thought was so intrigued, like just interesting, you know, and, and we've talked about it multiple times, but it was just interesting. Um, for me, this book basically, you can chop it down as many different types of ways you want to, but why it's important to, whether you want to do something like you want to do a side hustle or whatever you want to do on the side, why it's so important to keep your day job get really good at your day job, get the skills that you need from the job before you fully make the jump um, into your quote-unquote passion project. Um, there was a, a lot of good examples in here, people that just decided to leave their job because they wasn't happy, this, that, the other thing, and those people didn't really uh, have a tremendous um impact or success on that route so that for me that was just the high the high high overview uh caleb what what did what did you pick out of it what kind of capital did he call it <clears throat> it was career capital career capital um yeah yeah I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna go into a point on that but um can you um do you want to share what your what you shared me two days ago just kind of your your personal main takeaway from the book um, when, when I said I should have read this when I was going through that time this year. Yes. Yes. 
because it I just want to uh, I just want to yin and yang because my what I say will be completely different from that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, <clears throat> no. So what Caleb is referring to is we haven't. <laughs> We need to drop that episode, by the way. Um, we haven't talked about this, but there was a, I guess through this whole journey, starting your own business and and whatever, uh, there was a couple points in this journey where I just felt like not working. Just want to focus completely on this restaurant, doing my own thing, um, which which was which was a crazy time. Uh, it was a couple of months there. I was just going through a a mental, uh, I would say a mental breakdown, but just I've been in better mental states. And uh, this book was just a great reminder on why that path I was on uh, was not a good path and wh- why you need to make sure you get good at something first before you decide to make a jump somewhere. Um it's basically the just Caleb. I don't know mm. if that was it or if I'm mm. gonna. Nope, nope. That that's exactly it. Um, and I totally agree with it. Um, it's just not what initially, like, popped into my head. Right. That's it's just so cool to hear your perspective. Um, but yes, I agree with you in that lots of people want to, um, you know, retire at 35 or you know have a bunch of passive income by 30, 35, and they're kind of faking it till they make it and then they think they've made it and they haven't. So really good book. Um, all the, um, the stuff about Steve jobs where like, you know, he says to follow your passion, but that's technically not what he did. You know, he followed the money or he followed the opportunity and then those opportunities um, became his passions. Um, so I really, you know, kind of resonated with that. And then when he started bringing up um, career capital, you know, like what you mentioned, becoming an expert, getting so good at it, you know, it'll lead to your passion. Um, it reminded me of a saying I've always had, which is um, relationship capital. Um, that to me is the most important thing to have um, where I'm at in my life is I want to have a ton of relationship capital with as many high level people as I can. And, you know, that might mean I can call Coop and I have a lot of relationship capital with Coop and say, hey, I need some help on this. Or I can call our guest from episode 17, who I don't know who that is, by the way, Coop. And I can say, hey, you know, this is Caleb. We were on that podcast. Um, If you have five minutes, I just want to talk to you about a business opportunity that I think you might be interested in. Right? You know, this happened and made me think of you because, you know, you mentioned this on our podcast. Um, So making sure you have the capital to do anything that you want in your life. was a big takeaway and it it involves like working hard, right? Um, Becoming a master of your craft. I liked the parts where he referenced um, the outliers book, 10,000 hours, you know, like made me think of like my real estate career where like, you know, I know the agent that I was on deal number 50 versus the agent that I was on deal deal number 250, right? It's completely different agents. Um, cause I had that career capital. So I really liked the book. First half was better than the second half. Probably. Um, if we're doing like zero to five, I'd probably give it like a, like a 3.9, 3.8, somewhere in there. Interesting. 
um, guest or episode number 17. Who was that? Was Tyler Anderson. Oh, Tyler Anderson. That's perfect. Yeah. (laughs) Tyler. I mean, that's relationship capital. Every time I have a, you know, our investment property question that I don't know, boom, I'm calling Tyler. Right. And having him on that, uh, on our podcast, just created even more relationship capital, I think. Awesome. Awesome. No, it was, it was definitely a great book. Um, some of my takeaways, you know, I love the, uh, chapter four and he, he had like, what were they like subsections? So like he had like rule one, mm-hmm. a couple of chapters. Under I knew rule. you were going like, to love those. <clears throat> oh yeah. <laughs> had it in a nice little clean list format for you. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, <laughs> So like, so like rule number two, um, talked about be so good. They can't ignore you. Um, and chapter four was the, uh, talked about the clarity of, of, uh, the craft craftsman mindset. Yes. Those are two big books. And, in the book. Yeah. So he, he talks about two different things. He talks about the passion mindset and the craftsman mindset, uh, mindset. And basically the, the passion mindset is following what you love. Um, and he was talking about doing that is going to lead you to being unhappy. Cause, cause if you do it, you know, we all have things we, we love to do, right? Like, but can we get the money, the investments, the relations quick enough to go do what we want to do, what we love right away. And again, he had many examples of people that did that and they didn't succeed, but he also, brought in the craftsman mindset, which is basically what you can offer your job instead of what your job can offer you. Right. And he, and he just, he just broke it down at basically like getting good at your job is one way to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Basically like it was, it was that simple. Um, and so I thought, I thought that was a, a pot, like a powerful point, like just having that craftsman mindset, right? Like whatever you do, like, are you looking at it as like a craft? Like you think of like the craftsmen back in the day, right? Like a wood, a woodsmith or, right. or you know, people, these different trades, right? Like they look at their craft as like, they're always trying to get better at it. And like, and I don't, I don't want to say this was recent, but like, I don't know, within the last decade or the last 10, 15 years, like you hear like athletes start using that. Like it's not, it's not just a game. It's a craft, like being a quarterback, being a receiver, like it's a craft. Like I need to get better at my craft. Like what I do. Um, so yeah, I thought, I thought, I thought that was a great, great point, man. I, I, he, uh, that was one of the points. And he also, uh, Rule number four, think small, act big. Uh, power of mission. <sighs> gotta have that direction. <clears throat> gotta, gotta have that direction. And I, I love the, I mean, there's there's many ways to go about what we're talking about. Many, many ways. Um, but the, the whole mindset here, again, is, is having a mission and having goals. I, I think that's pretty consistent with, Anything and everything you do in your life, you got to have a goal. You got to have a mission. You got to have a direction on where you're going, where you're heading, right? 
Um, so, so basically this, this rule and these chapters in this rule basically was giving little, little things you can do on your way to that big goal, that, that big mission, right? It doesn't necessarily, you don't have to start out so big, right? You can start off with little, little things. One, one thing he, he said here was, um, he, he called it mission requires little bets. Um, he, he brought up Chris, Chris Rock, like when Chris Rock was on the come up, like coming up being a comedian, he will literally, I can't remember where he, where he lived, but he will literally go to comedy clubs with a sheet of paper and like would basically read jokes off a sheet of paper and like study the reaction from the audience. And if it was not working, he would cross that one off. But that still like that still was funny though. Like he's got a piece of paper on there, like, oh, that one didn't work, but like people are laughing because some of the jokes were terrible. But he was again taking small little steps. Like if I want to be a comedian on a big scale, I gotta be able to conquer the the nightclub down the street. Like I I gotta do small before I can do big. Um what what was the saying? I gotta do the possible before I can do the impossible. Right? And so I I I just thought that was a great great point. Um Yeah, man, those those were uh Oh, okay, my last point. My last point. I love this one. Um he talked about rule number 3 turn down a promotion or the ability or the ability to have control. So the good part which I thought was yeah, which I thought was really, really intriguing to me. Because, um, Caleb, you know I'm a very... I don't like to be in control, but I like to be in control. <laughs> <laughs> well, the promotion thing, uh, too, is interesting because it's so, like, you know, it's it, you're, it's preached to you from a young age, right? Get a job, get a yep. promotion, try to be the manager, get the Porsche. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. And like, it, it was, it was so good because a lot of what people want in life is to be able to have some control in their life. Right. And, um, you're usually going to jump at the first thing that's going to give you that control. Right. And so in the, in these few next chapters, he like just basically talked about why you should first understand the power of control and, and just when you need to give it up via when you're at a job that you think you don't like, right? Again, he talks about getting good at your job, getting so good at your job that A, you become promotable, you become dependable. Then that puts you in the driver's seat, uh, the driver's seat a little bit. Um, he had a, in, this, in these chapters, he talked about a gal here that basically got so good at her job she could ask for 30 hour was it yeah a 30 hour work week and i think in the part of the in the part of the world that she was at 30 or the job she worked at 30 hours was what was required to still be on benefits to still have full-time benefits so she like went down in hours um and during that time, she was then starting to experiment with things on the side. I can't remember what, what she was doing, but um, she was like freelancing, doing these other things. She like would take two to three months off, right? And uh, 
and again, it's not like her bosses like that. It's not like they they loved the idea of that, but she knew she was so valuable that they had to give her that. And that's basically just a, like that was just a perfect example of what this book is talking about. Is like once you become valuable, you you in a way can start to dictate your. I don't want to say your work schedule because that sounds like we're trying to manipulate. <laughs> But but you can start to dictate things in your life and have a little bit more control. So I thought that was a great point. Um, and uh, Caleb, you got anything? I'm I'm gonna keep going. Keep going with what? <clears throat> so with the whole control. So then he he talked about the control trap, and then he talked about the second control control trap, which I thought was very very interesting. Um. Basically, the second trap was you, you'll get to a point where um, you'll start to get pushback from your boss, right? Like if you if you get so good, like they're going to want to like basically move you up to tie you down, mm-hmm. basically is how, I li- is how I looked at it, right? And there's always going to be that resistance first when you become aware of this um, and B, when you're wherever you're at, your, your job, or if you got something else going on where you report to people, they're also going to notice that like this person's very valuable. We don't want to lose them. So what can we do to keep them? Right. Golden handcuffs. Golden handcuffs. Yep. So I, th- I thought that was very, 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 uh, interesting. Um, so yeah, man. Yeah, man. Um, this was a great book. Uh, sorry. Last one. Chapter 11. Are people willing to pay? So <clears throat> this is one thing too that is very important when you are, like are in that phase of wanting to take the leap. Um, do you have clients for your product? Like, and I feel like this is something that's just so overlooked, right? You got the big goal, you got the big dream. It's great, phenomenal. You, like you got to have that. But again, on a small scale, are people willing to pay for it? Like I, I've been hearing a lot of people say the last couple of weeks, like get clients first before you worry about the LLC or mm-hmm. getting partners, like money, like get clients first. So then, you know, you have a product. So then you can go after these other things. Right. Um, yeah. I see it all yeah, the time in real estate. You know, people want to get all organized and they ask me all these questions and I say, that's awesome. How are you going to get your clients? Right, because yeah, yep. definitely important. The only other point I'd add, Coop, um, this book reminds me a lot of an entrepreneur named Gary V. Mm. Who I believe I Gary V, bro. I believe Gary V grinded it out and basically made his father's wine store like the best wine store in California or wherever he is for like ten years. Right? Talk about the career capital there. And then went and blew up and became everything that he is today. So I, there's just yeah, that's another like guy I thought of as I was reading the book. Shout out Gary Vee. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, man. So that 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 was it. That was yeah. I thought this was a great book. Um, we had another guest on here that we were following him on uh, IG and saw he had that book, so we put it on the list. And so we we finally got to it. So I'm I'm glad we put this one on the list. Yeah, 
definitely sure. definitely worth worth my time for sure. Um, I love it. I love it. <laughs> so ne- next month's book did did we or December's book? Caleb, did we decide on this? Yeah, lock it in. Yeah, this yeah, I'm, I'm good with whatever you want. Okay, for, for I want sure. you to have control. You're unbelievable. Um, the psychology of money. Timeless lessons on wealth, greed, and happiness by Morgan Husserl. I think I said that right. Um, I'm I'm really nervous for this book, Caleb. You know, I, I I know like again as we go on this journey, like I've I've just been reading different books about like different ways to look at money and things like that. I feel like this is definitely gonna be a book that's gonna so like solidify or throw some more like smoke. <laughs> it should it should challenge you, but also strengthen you. You know, depending on certain yeah, aspects sure. of your emotional relationship with finances, right? Yeah. Because no sure. one's ever going to sure. be perfect. Yeah. So the title had me intrigued. So exactly. I said, yep, let's do it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I've been hearing this one on a lot of the bigger pockets and like a lot of just other podcasts I've been listening to. It's almost like a sign, like pointing Time to go. us yeah. toward this yeah. one. Yeah. So, all right, guys, uh, please rate, subscribe, leave a review. Uh, did I miss anything else, Caleb? Nope. Nope. Send the hate mail. We like it. See you next week, everybody. See you next week.